My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Tim Melly Talk. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Tim Melly Talk. I'm your host, Art of Tehari. Really glad that you can join us. And for this edition of Tim Melly Talk, we are calling it the Nations League edition. And you'll see where I'm getting at very soon. But first, let's welcome today's guests. First, we have Kiarash Mahdavi, a very popular member among Iranian football fans all over the world. He is joining us from Den Haag, Netherlands, of course, home of the International Courts of Justice. Kiarash, welcome back to Team LA Talk. It's great to have you. Hey Art, thank you very much. I'm uh, very happy to be your guest again. I was uh, looking forward um, to be on this podcast and um, I'm ready to discuss the topics. All right, awesome. Looking forward to this one too. And next, let's also welcome our other guest, Arya Alaverdi of Golbezan, and he joins us from good old Glasgow, Scotland. Arya, welcome back to Team LA Talk. It's great to have you. How you doing, man? Thanks, uh, thank you very much for having me back on the show. It's a pleasure to be on with me, you, and Kiarash. Hopefully, uh, we can discuss something different for for once. Some something that's, that needs to be a little bit more addressed uh, in Iranian football and Asia in general. Thank you. Okay, and as we're ready to start off this edition of Team LA Talk, right now something very popular that you know many people are calling the new era of international football is Nations League. And for those you know big time football fans and our listeners who are you know of course very concentrated on European football and national teams, UEFA Nations League started in September, you know, just, you know, September of 2018. I think it's really exciting. I'm really into it. You know, I love this entire promotion relegation model with national teams. Kiarash, we'll start with you. You know, what is your take on UEFA Nations League? I mean, do you like this? Do you think it's a good thing for international football? Well, um, I am talking as a, you know, Dutch football fan because I've been born and raised there. So I naturally see the Netherlands as my second football team. And um, I've seen uh, their first two games against France, I think it was, and Germany. And I think um, for them it's very useful to play high-caliber opponents. But um, at the same time, um, you can see it as another way of having friendlies, but having also the chance of getting a... I think it's a playoff ticket. You win if uh, you be on top on the division. And this is just another way of getting into the Euro 2020. So it is a good opportunity. But in the same way, you also have um, the unavailability of European teams that cannot play other teams from other continents. But I do think Holland has played very well, and I think they can use this opportunity to improve. All right, next, uh, for Aria, as we all know, Aria, you know, you, you live in Glasgow, Scotland, and from, you know, past conversations, I know you're not like the maybe the biggest fan of the Scottish national team. And, you know, we rarely had the chance to talk about Nations League. So, you know, now you're, you know, what is your take? Do you like Nations League? Do you like this promotion relegation with uh, international football? good for European football first and foremost because there's so many teams in Europe um, that it's very easy for UEFA to categorise teams 
uh, in the ranked um, you know um, groups. So it's kind of like Scotland, for example, is with uh, Israel and Albania, um, and they're doing all right in that league. Uh, so it's good for that because there's so many teams that can get, can well match each other, and, and you know it's it's more competitive that way. Um, when it when it comes to um, to to Scotland as well, I think Scotland will always have friendlies available. That's the thing; they always like they played Portugal last month um, in Hamden, and they're, they're always going to have friendlies available. So even if they don't, even if they play the the, the nations matches, um, they'll always be able to play against big teams regardless. So it's good; it's a good thing for 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 Europe to have. I think especially. Uh, a good thing. Uh, it makes it more fair, I think, for qualifying to the to the Euros. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good uh, good idea by UEFA. And so far, this is you know becoming a trend. You know, UEFA started it. You know, Concacaf. You know, North America, Central America, Caribbean. You know, you know the fun region where I am at. You know, they have started their own Nations League as well. Right now, they're going through qualifying. So, of course, it's leading us to the very expected question. And do you think that Asia needs a Nations League? And, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to see Iran play more competitive matches with other Asian national teams? Uh, Arya, I'm going to start with you again. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's a fair, fair point. Um, the, reason, the reason why I, I, uh, I'm slightly on the edge with it, though, is because first and foremost, um, I don't think that Iran really play that many other teams around the world, other than Asian teams, in the first place. Uh, if you look at the friendlies, we played Uzbekistan uh, after the World Cup. Um, you know, we, we're going to play Asian teams regardless if it's if it's Asian Nations League or, or not. There's also the, the other point that I think is a, is probably um, against Iran uh, is because Iran's so. Um, good now and, and, and t- as a team that I, I don't really feel like there's that many Asian teams that can compete with them at a high level. Uh, of course, if they were to do if they were to do uh, groups of three teams, uh, it'd obviously be Iran, Japan, Australia. That's good. That's a good little uh, group. But you know, it's like I I do want to see Iran play against European teams. Um, because we saw in the in the World Cup that they can compete against Spain and Portugal and do a good job, so uh, it's a good thing to have because Iran needs friendlies. We're like, like I've said it before, Iran aren't going to choose. We're pretty much we're pretty much beggars when it comes to cho- um, getting friendlies, so we can't really choose friendlies. So if we can get um, you know friendlies that are already set for us, that's brilliant. But I said it's it's more. I want to see Iran play against European teams as well. Yeah, I'm with you on a lot a lot of things you said. Of course, we always want to see Team LA playing against other good European teams. I mean, yeah, we've been wanting that for a long time. I mean, I remember a long time ago there was times where I remember they played Georgia in some friendlies. But I mean, I'm going way back, you know, nearly 20 years ago. And you know, Georgia's not really the you know, teams like Georgia and Azerbaijan, you know, those aren't like the best European teams. And we know Iran has, you know, played them, especially Azerbaijan, on more than a couple occasions. But, you know, now your turn, uh, Kiarash, you know, what is your take on this? I mean, Arya mentioned Iran being getting to play Japan and Australia. But I feel like if there were to be an Asian Nations League, I mean, it would have to be divided up because the travel would just be way too much. 
is uh, one of the most uh, foremost reasons that, uh, for example, the Asian Champions League is divided into West and East, which I'm firmly against because uh, you don't give uh, both continent, continents the opportunity to match up uh, each against each other all the way into the finals. So, um, personally, I am for uh, something like the Nations League in Asia, because um, if it was like the UEFA Nations League, where you can get something like a playoff ticket uh, for the actual qualification um, progress to something like a World Cup, that will be amazing because you have another way into qualifying for the World Cup and you can play against the best team in Asia. And um, from the top of my head, I can only think of uh, South Korea we played uh, several times in a friendly and once Japan but also Australia and probably most of us don't like to say it but it probably won't happen but Saudi Arabia are also uh, decent Asian opponents we have to know more about and the only way we can do that is by um, playing them and something like the Nations League gives give us a more competitive character to it so that's why um, I would welcome it, but it has to have a purpose. And if it doesn't have a purpose, I don't see the point of something like this for the better teams, like obviously the weaker teams like Uzbekistan or Iraq. They can use a lot of more to, um, to team themselves up for bigger tournaments like the Asian Cup or the qualification phases. But for the bigger teams, it needs a purpose. You know, you mentioned a team I was getting to. And, you know, we mentioned earlier friendlies with Uzbekistan. Team Ali had a friendly with Uzbekistan before the World Cup. They had a friendly with them after the World Cup. I feel like Uzbekistan has just become that team where it's like, you know, you just, you just picture the Iranian Football Federation sitting around, you know, waiting to do things last minute. Hey, we need a friendly. Okay, well, why don't we just call up Uzbekistan? But don't you think... Team LA fans want to see, you know, more matches between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Let me be the first to say, I was at that last meeting between Iran and Saudi Arabia, that 2010, Asia, uh, that 2010 World Cup qualifier actually took place in 2009. Saudi Arabia won. You know, till this day, I still want revenge. You know, I want Saudi Arabia's ass on a platter. I'm still staying with you on this one, Kiarash. What do you think about that? idea because um, we don't have the opportunity to play them because of political situation and just like you said um, always playing the same teams is uh, getting a bit tiring and for me personally the reason to uh, like give myself the priorities just I just watch one friendly because I think that it uh, gives up something to learn about then seeing and watch us play against Uzbekistan and knowing the result because we probably will win always against them and the last time we lost was so many years ago but about Saudi Arabia I'm really waiting for the day to come that we get matched up against them in the Asian Cup knockout rounds because there's a rivalry between us and it just needs another spark you know what I'm saying? I definitely know what you are saying, Kiarash, and, you know, now next I want to hear what Arya has to say about this. What do you think, Arya? Yeah, I mean, I think 
um, the issue that I've got with the Iranian Federation at the moment is we played uh, Uzbekistan twice in the qualifiers. In both games, we beat them 1-0. Um, we played them again before the World Cup, like you said. That game was 1-0. We beat them again after the World Cup. That was 1-0. Don't they get that we have to not play that team ever, ever again? Because we've not, we know the result now. The result is 1-0. Why do we need to play them again? <laughs> Why do we have to play them 10 times? It's, there's no point in it. Uh, you, you have to change. The players clearly don't want to play Uzbekistan. Clearly, they don't want to play as big. I mean, it's just boring. After after four or five games, you just get bored of playing the same team. Um, so they have to start making fresh uh, decisions for the, for the national team. We're going to play Venezuela next month. We've already played them. We played them last year. Beat them, I think it was 1-0, 2-0. We're going to play uh, Tobago, Trinidad-Tobago. We played them, I think it was before the 2014 World Cup. It's just it's getting a little bit boring. Like for me, it's as if um, the the federation have five or six teams that they'll do, they'll keep picking, and that's it. They won't do anything more. To they won't make any, any new uh, connections with new countries. So it's a good idea to to sort of have it forced upon them that you have to now play Australia, you have to play like Japan, you have to play South Korea, you have to play Saudi Arabia. That's good to have uh, because for our, for our we can we know that our federation hasn't got the capabilities um, to make friendlies. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing to bring in. But whether or not the a- AFC bring it in, that's another question because the AFC um, are not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to hate on them. They're not the worst uh, federation in the world. They've progressed a lot through the last three or four years, but they need to sort. Of, they need to be more proactive. They need to be uh, better at what they do, uh, especially when it comes to the you know the Asian Cup. I, I don't. I don't want to see the Asian Cup just being a, a tournament that just. Uh, there's no excitement to it. I don't. I don't see uh, it on social media enough. It's just. There's no excitement. The Euros is so exciting, you know, because the the UEFA know how to promote the the, the the competition. AFC have to do more in that in that front. Yeah, I like how you're emphasizing that the Asian Football Confederation has to do more. You're right. Sometimes you even wonder, you know, talk to other people, talk to other football fans, and they're probably wondering, you know, okay, what is the Asian Cup? I mean, you're right. It's almost like it's not really advertised very much. You know, they're not pushing it very much. Yeah, I totally get you with that. And we're going to be close to taking a break soon, but, you know, sorry to have to do this. You know, of course, it is, you know, one of my, one of the many hats I wear as a statistician. You know, Iran did play Uzbekistan twice in qualifying, but remember, yes, they did, they did beat them 1-0 in Tashkent, but then 2-0 in Azadi Stadium. You know, just had to go ahead and bring that up. Uh, sorry about that, Arya. But, and also, you know, you mentioned that you didn't want to say some, something really bad about the Asian Football Confederation. Well, you know, I cannot use the word progressive in describing them, but that's a whole different can of worms. So with that, we're taking a quick break, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Omid Nazari, and uh, you are listening to Timely Talk. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Nations League edition of Timely Talk. Of course, I am joined by Kiarash Mahdavi and Arya Alaverdi. Now, as we continue on, you know, I'm going back a few years, you know, bringing up something that, you know, maybe... I would say a lot of Team LA fans don't really mention, and I'm not surprised by it, but 
You know, I'm going back a few years. So there was a time when Iran was a member of the WAFF. I believe that is the West Asian Football Federation. And they would have that tournament, I believe, maybe every couple years or maybe even every year. I mean, sorry, I don't have the stat right in front of me at this moment. But I used to not care about that tournament at all. But then now at the same time, nothing is happening with the Central Asian Football Association. I mean, I understand that there was even, I was even led to believe that there would be you know, the Central Asian Football Association tournament in October of 2018. And here we are, just a few more days left in October, and I don't think anything took place. So was it a mistake for Iran to pull out of the West Asian Football Federation, you know, especially since it was a tournament used to give more opportunities, you know, to the younger players? I'm going to start with you, uh, Arya. been a political issue I'm not I'm not gonna don't quote me on that that we actually left that um that federation uh, or the sub confederation as, as they call it in, in Asia um and obviously we joined the the CAFA the Central uh, Asian um yeah I, I think it's an issue because I think it was only Nazari who scored uh for Iran in the last one that we were in I think um and that was a good chance for him to come in and impress and maybe get a, ch- a chance to come in into, into the full national team. So yeah, I mean, it was always um, something that could have, could have been uh, utilised better from from uh, Iran's point of view. But I think it might have been a political issue that we actually left that, that subconfederation. But um, now that we're in this one, with Uz- I think it's with Uzbekistan, uh, Afghanistan, Turkmenistan, uh, and a few other countries. Um, they aren't obviously the best teams in the world, so. I don't really think there's any point of Iran competing with them because we just beat them. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully something gets sorted out. But I don't see us joining the WAFF anytime soon. Okay, Kirash, now your turn. You know, what is your take on this? You know, was it a mistake for Iran to leave the WAFF? I mean, or is it just something that you really that you know that doesn't bother you at all whatsoever? It frustrates me that there hasn't been a CAFA tournament yet with Uzbekistan and uh, Turkmenistan and all these uh, Central Asian countries because uh, this federation, Subcat Federation, was um, established by uh, our own Iranian Federation, if I recall correctly, um, to help these countries and play against each other in response to um, the previous uh, tournament uh, Iran participated in and yeah, it was a bit worked against. Like, uh, it was a bit political, but I think um, Carlos uh, just abandoned the West Asian tournament because he, think, he didn't think it was useful as a preparation for the 2014 World Cup. But if you look at the caliber of the opens, we will face at the Asian Cup 2019, I think it's a bad decision to uh, to yeah, get out of the uh, West Asian uh, tournament because we had the chance to face teams like Qatar, Iraq, Jordan, Bahrain that might cause us some trouble at the Asian Cup because in a tournament anything can happen. So I think it will be a good idea to get back in it for the Asian Cup if the CAFA weren't uh, going on and organize a turn- tournament. But I think that that ship has sealed because um, 
we haven't participated in it for a few years. And I, it, I, might, I hope that the uh, Iranian Federation is going to arrange something uh, for the CAFA because it doesn't look like the other countries in it are very um, invested in doing something for it. It's, it's very two-sided. It's hard to, to say it was a mistake or a blessing. I, I don't have the, a short answer for it. But for the Asian Cup, it will be a decent preparation. But not uh, the best preparation, but I will take it. You know, and going back to what Arya had to say, you know, it's true. You know, like, you know, let's look at those other five opponents. You know, let's just say that, you know, that the, the CAFA tournament would be coming up. Yes, you know, it'd be Iran playing against, you know, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, and Afghanistan. Yes, we, and we know, you know, those aren't the best, you know, opponents to play against. You know, and my whole take this whole time has just been that, you know, may, you know, obviously you know, we would not be seeing Iran bring their legionnaires, but, you know, maybe just send, you know, a youth national team to play against those other countries' uh, national teams, you know, against their top squads. I mean, you never know how that could turn out. You know, it could obviously help the younger players of Team LE, but overall that's my take on that. I mean, do you think a tournament like that and just using youth players would be beneficial? I'm going to start with you, uh, Arya. Yeah, it could be beneficial. Um but uh, then again, they're youth players, uh, and they still have to grow. Uh, we have, we have the, the national teams um, that are playing with players who are seventeen years old, eighteen years old. They're still kids; they still have to grow. So I think it's a bit maybe unfair for them. I'll be maybe a good experience for them as well, but also a bit unfair, you know, because of the the physical advantage that the other teams will have. Um, but I I think. Um, I don't want to see our youth team playing against Afghanistan, a team that's not going to be technically uh, good, whereas when they could play the, the Japanese uh, team that's the same age group as them, um, that are just as good technically, or the South Korean under-23s or the Australian under-23s, rather than playing against um, uh, Tajikistan's U23s, or Tajikistan's full national team. So I... I I think it's, it's okay, but it's not the best uh, option. Okay, Kiarash, your turn. You know, what is your take on this? Do you think my idea is a good one? I mean, should someone get this message across to the powers that be of the Iranian Football Federation? I think it's a good learning opportunity for the younger players that uh, possibly might um, be under the radar of European scouts. It gives them uh, more space to show what they are capable of and uh, it might uh, help into uh, the process of our very promising talents that uh, sometimes, if not often, get overlooked by these European scouts. I mean, Jahan Bach, for example, or Asmoon uh, have been scouted in some uh, anonymous youth tournament that we probably haven't seen or haven't heard of and just later on knew what was going on. And I think this might be uh, uh, some sort of an opening for them to rather show themselves to European scouts than um, getting into the national team. You know, I like how you mentioned, you know, these different international tournaments for youth players. And, you know, for those fans who may not know, I mean, that is where Sardar Azmoun was discovered by Rubin Kazan. It was at the Commonwealth 
of Independent States Tournament. I mean, that was when Iran's, one of Iran's youth teams competed with, you know, other national teams of the former Soviet Union. And, you know, when you look back at that, you know, Osmoon, you know, was scoring goals, you know, like he, like he, like he even is today. And that was when he was as a kid. And of course, the scouts from Rubin Kazan saw him and they right away said, you know, we want this guy in the Russian Premier League and, you know, the rest is history. All right, but moving on now, you know, earlier Arya talked about how, you know, he would want to see Iran play more European teams, and I get that. Of course, that's what I want. But for those of you who may not know, you know, there has been discussion by FIFA to get rid of the Confederations Cup. I mean, we all know how that works. You know, if you win the Asian Cup, you get to go to it. You know, whoever wins, you know, the European Championship, all those continental tournaments, you get to go to the Confederations Cup. And I know this may sound like a little strange or maybe just a little bit like, you know, just redundant, but FIFA has the idea of, you know, getting rid of the Confederations Cup and having a type of Nations League tournament. So I guess they're hoping that all the, you know, different confederations all over the world bring in their own Nations League and then the winners of their own prospective Nations League can go to a, a tournament, you know, with some of the other best teams in the world. And... In this, in this case, I actually like this because, you know, I hate to say it, but looking back at past Asian Cups, we all know how things go for Iran. You know, they end up losing in penalties, unfortunately. You know, it's something I don't even want to keep on having to mention. But, you know, if there were to be Nations League and you're playing home and away, I think it's safe to say that Iran has a better shot at winning a Nations League home and away type tournament than winning the Asian Cup, especially how we've seen how things have gone in the past. And of course, since we've also realized that the Asian Football Confederation has a lot to do with making sure Iran doesn't do well. So what do you think about this new possible FIFA tournament? I'm going to start with you, Arya, because you're the one who mentioned the European teams earlier and that Team LA should be playing against them. Yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting idea. FIFA could implement that. Um, I don't think they should get rid of the Confederations Cup. First of all, I think it's quite a good tournament. Uh, good, it's a good um, opportunity for the host nation to to host a, a, a competition uh, before the World Cup actually starts the year after. So hopefully that doesn't get uh, abolished. But having a you know Nations Cup um, like that, it would be quite cool. It, like I said, anything just to have Iran playing regularly, you know, not having um, you know teams pulling out of friendlies because oh I don't want to play in Azadi Stadium or oh the, the hotel was too expensive, whatever, like these dumb excuses that, that teams make. You know, I just want Iran to have a friendly that's going to happen and it's going to be you know fairly competitive, you know, on a regular basis. As long as Iran has that. Iran's national team will improve so much because that's what we're missing. We're me- we're playing one game when we have two friendly uh, matches available. We only use one of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then you have Japan playing against all these big teams around the world. You know. So yeah, as long as we can keep playing, if it's if it's something that's a, if it's compulsory, we have to play it. Then it'd be awesome. All right, Kiarash, your turn now. I mean, do you think this new FIFA tournament is a good idea? I mean, do you like the idea if they just get if they just scrap the Confederations Cup? Uh, at first, I will say um, it will be a waste if the Confederations Cup is um, getting cancelled because um, 
next Asian Cup, I see Iran really having some decent chances to win the title. And um, if they win the title, we can get matched up with the best teams around the continent. So yeah, that will be really bad if they um, cancel it. But then, if I look into the perspective of Team Melli and uh, the coach Carlos Queiroz, I think and I see that uh, Team Melli fares way better in a home and away um, format, uh, like we say, than in a tournament. Because, like you, like you are already said that um, there only needs one thing to happen in a game and we get screwed over by the referee or the referees make sure that um, we just simply don't qualify for the next round and by uh, implementing something like uh, like your regional FIFA tournament with a home and away format you can prevent these things from happening and yeah, just give the teams that deserve to go farther a chance to show how good they are. And uh, Arya already talked about um, that it will be solid for uh, Team Melly if we got to play better teams from all around the world. And um, if such a thing were going to happen, I can see Iran really growing into potentially a very good side at the next uh, World Cup, not only competing for the rounds of 16, but maybe even further than that. If you see how well we did with limited preparation against Spain, Portugal, and Morocco, I think we just need the resources, we need the opportunities, we need the friendlies to uh, live up to our potential because there is potential. But yeah, for some reason, due to uh, factors. We don't live up to these expectations. That's not only the World Cup, it's also the Asian Cup. Well, all right. You know, and earlier you mentioned, you know, how the referees have done what they could to make sure Iran loses. You know, that's why I feel like this Nations League tournament could really benefit Iran much more because, you know, you're playing, you know, home and away, you know, and it's also, you know, if it's a group, if there are group phase matches first or most of all, then, you know, you don't have to worry about losing on penalties. I mean, come on, let's because, you know, we go back to the 2015 Asian Cup, you know, I don't care that the Iraqi fans were celebrating like crazy. I mean, come on, we know they only won with the help of the referee in the AFC. I mean, they had to, you know, Iran came back two times while playing one man down when they should not have been red carded in the first place. I mean, whatever. So I'm not going to, you know, go off too much on, on a tangent there. But we know Iran is the, be- is the better team and easily right up there next to Japan as the best teams in Asia. And we are now just about ready to wrap up this edition, actually ready to wrap up this Nations League edition of Team Elite Talk. It has been very entertaining. And then that leads me now to the last possibility, maybe to help out FIFA. You know, maybe they'll hear this. You know, we got to, you know, hashtag them, obviously. Anyways, moving on, though, is that we know that, you know, look, Europe has a Nations League and they still have their European Championship. And so what I'm getting at is, you know, Asia, let's say that Asia adds a Nations League and they still keep their Asian Cup. Maybe would the perfect solution be that the winners of their prospective tournaments, you know, get there, you know, get to go to a certain tournament. But then also you have the Nations League winners getting to advance as well, meaning that you get like a tournament of about, let's say, 16 teams, you know, from each from the different confederations. And then instead of making it into group phase and, you know, so much longer process, just make it a straight up 
knockout phase tournament where, you know, anyone could be drawn against anyone. You know, what if Iran were to be drawn against, you know, uh, you know, maybe Spain or even Germany? I mean, would this be the answer? I mean, do you think the fans would love this product? I'm going to start with you, Kiarash. Uh, well, if I uh, hear your idea, it sounds to me like it's a mini World Cup. Um, as another opportunity to give the hosting nation um, a way to show themselves, already prepare themselves for the real World Cup. But I think you can uh, eliminate the group uh, pasting and just uh, make a round of robin format and then uh, you only have to play home and away and in that way the tournament differs from the World World Cup in a very exciting way because everyone can uh, match up with each other and the, the, how do you say that? The matches are uh, way more uh, probably risky because they once lose, they go out and I think that brings much more excitement than a group phase format and this would be a, an ideal uh, replacement of what we now have as the Confederations Cup in my opinion. Alright Arya, your turn. I mean, I, I said it before, like, if Iran can get games against top-level teams, then they're having a laugh. Um, and, and, and Scottish, that means they're, they're really having a good time. Because um, generally, I think Iran's issue is going to be in the next three or four years um, will be scheduling matches because, um, I, listen, Iran's having issues financially at the moment. Iran's, the whole the country in general... Are having financial issues um, and it's hard for them to to schedule friendlies in general so I mean we have to be a bit more sympathetic in that sense that you know it's hard for the Federation to to consistently you know play with Spain and Portugal and Germany and all that because it's so expensive um, but if they can do that if they can get into a, a competition that is gonna allow that to happen with, you know, obviously the funding for it will be much, much less, then it's just amazing. Um, but, I mean, it has to happen as soon as possible because we, we're in such a great... Um, Iran's national team is in such a great uh, period uh, with players. Uh, we, we've almost got, I think it's nearly 15 players playing in European top-flight teams, um, top-flight leagues, sorry. It's a great time, so we have to start making it happen as soon as possible. Well, okay. I really appreciate the input, guys. This was a lot of fun. You know, I feel like I should start, you know, writing up this draft and, you know, find a way to get it to FIFA. But, you know, you know, I'll, I'll put that on my agenda eventually. But first of all, I just want to thank you guys, Kiarash and Arya, for joining us on this edition of Team LA Talk. It was really good to have you. I feel like this Nations League edition was uh, a lot of fun. And Kiarash, would you like to add anything as we get ready to sign off? Uh, yes, I'm really excited um, for the next Asian Cup. And I also feel like uh, there is a lot of more to discuss when we're coming closer to the Asian Cup because we haven't won a title for many years. And uh, I think Arya said we have so many great players that are playing abroad right now. We are ranked 30 best side of the world. And if there's any time to win the Asian Cup, I believe it's now or, or never because this coach, this hell of a coach, isn't going to stay for much longer. So I think we really need to um, do anything in order to win the title. 
Okay, well, thank you, Kiarash. And Arya, anything you would like to add for the listeners? Yeah, I want to add something that's very, very important. Um, that's something that we have to speak about. Um, is obviously, as Kiarash said, Carlos Kiarash. And uh, Carlos Kiarash has done so much over the past seven, eight years that he's been in the national team. And uh, it seems like he won't stay for any more than six, seven months. Um, so we have to really... Uh, appreciate his work because it's tough for a coach uh, to coach a team um, that's not playing as much because how can you see your team play if they're only seeing your team play once a month you know it's very difficult to see how to develop your team how to improve your team it's very hard for a coach to do that especially for a national team that doesn't train with you the players are away from you for for months and months and he only sees them for a week. Uh, so he's done so much over the past uh, seven, eight years that we have to really congratulate him because it's a tough job. Uh, so whoever comes in after Carlos Kiros has a big task and hopefully uh, that big task will be something that he's um, he takes over a team that's won the Asian Cup. Uh, he takes over a team that's been successful. So uh, hopefully uh, Kiros can go off uh in the sunset uh, with a, 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 a big smile on his face. All right. Thank you, Arya. I really do appreciate your input. And, of course, thank you, Kiarash, as well. Always great to have you guys on the podcast. Looking forward to having you on the next one. And, of course, you know, we want Team LE to keep on playing against better oppositions. You know, the fact is they also need to be invited to other tournaments. You know, whatever can help is will always be a good thing. And there's, always, there's already a rumor that Qatar has invited Iran to a tournament that's going to take place in March of 2019. I believe Brazil should be participating as well. But like I said before, with a lot of, you know, proposed friendlies or tournaments, I'll believe them when I see them. And with that, it is time to wrap up this edition of Team LA Talk. Just want to thank everybody for the support. Make sure you find us on social media. You know the handle, at Team LA Talk. Make sure to also check out our YouTube channel. We got new episodes coming up very soon. You can also visit our website, www.teamletalk.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time.